welcome to the 247th episode of the No Nonsense Trivia Podcast, the weekly quiz cast where two professional quiz masters talk about how to write and host great pub trivia, as well as quizzing each other and our guests on our favorite questions of the week. My name is Quizmaster Lee, and I'm joined by Quizmaster Mark Davis. You know, and it's true because you say that so Quizmasterly. Hmm. You like yes. what I did there? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Quizmasterly. Yeah. Oh, now I get it. <laughs> now uh, I went right over okay. my head. You got there though. I'm riding high on a bon me that I just ate. Oh, it was prepared by our fantastic guest here, Skylar's back. Everybody, welcome back, bud. Welcome back. Oh, well, thank you. <laughs> thank, thank you. I was just for, thinking, like, for welcoming us I've, back. I've done how many? I've done how many of these He's, now? And I don't have. I need to have like a Seth thing where I like I make a noise or something. <laughs> yeah, when, uh, when so you, you can welcome me. us back. That's <laughs> yeah. good. I like it's, that. It's almost like you know when people. This talk is my about, show now. Look at me. Let's <laughs> well, say it's kind of how people talk about like when you're living your life, everyone else is just bit part bit players. And instead of us welcming him back, he's welcoming us. <laughs> he must have some good questions. That's what, <laughs> that's what that tells me. Yeah, that is that is an intense. Uh, I feel, I feel kind of cuckolded. I feel, I feel kind it's of. It's a power move. I learned it. My yes, corporate job. Seriously, <laughs> I can see you in the bathroom before we recorded, making power poses. And you're like, you know, I'm going to welcome them back to my fucking <laughs> God show. Damn it! And it worked. Well, thanks again for the sandwich. Can oh, you of course. describe it for our listeners? I mean, yeah. I will describe it as very tasty, 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 tasty. Yeah, maybe the the most elevated version of tasty. Oh, I nice. Would, I would describe it as fucking delicious. Yeah, okay. absolutely. What uh, we got? Um, so I it was pretty classic bami as far as it's got the pickled um, daikon and carrot. It's got cucumber, jalapeno, cilantro. But then I did a chili crisp like aioli on it instead of using like pate or butter. <sighs> And then um, I did uh, like a char siu style chicken um, instead of a pork, just because I had chicken at home. Yeah, it was so, so good. Is I this think all I, those chicken thighs I saw you cooking? I always had chicken thighs on hand, man. <laughs> so yeah, that's not even a <laughs> joke. Yesterday, yesterday I was like, I want to bomb me. I was like, I'm gonna bring him. I'm gonna bring him over tomorrow when I go when I go to Lee's house, and then. God. I looked in the freezer. I was like, I got some chicken thighs. That's what I'm doing. Because normally you do that with pork, like pork shoulder. Mm-hmm. Um, which, if you've never done it before, people think pork shoulder. They think I got to cook this like super low and slow forever. But if you just get like some nice big chunks of pork shoulder and cook them like super fast and hot in a hot oven constantly, just for like maybe like 45 minutes, delicious. Okay, there you go. Alternate God. technique. Yeah. You oh, need yeah. to start a YouTube channel. I, like I swear to God, camera. huh? I don't like being on camera. But you're handsome. Thanks, man. What if good. he writes the show and you play Skylar? You know, like <laughs> okay. Well, so it's very funny. We had a uh, we had a taco day at work um, where people brought in like a potluck, and I was like, I'm gonna bring. Skylar said it was easy to make. I meant to I'm, ask you about that. Yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna make some of this delicious chicken pibil that he makes. Tinga, chicken tinga. I'm sorry, chicken tinga. Um, so I'm like, can you send me the recipe? And he's like, sure. And he sends me two versions, hard version and easy version. Both are so high above anything that I feel like I have to <laughs> really? do. I, I think you could do it. I stared and looked at my phone and it said, I'm just going to make something in a crock pot. <laughs> and I literally just threw some chicken and some uh, rotel and some other stuff. In, and it went over very well. I, gu- I guarantee you, if you would have responded with, like, how can I make this where I just dump everything in a crock pot? I could have come up with a, a okay. way for well, you. Well, I'll ask you to do that now yeah. if you if you think of it. Yeah. It's so good. But I just don't have the 
the the kitchen fortitude, I don't think, to do all the wonderful things you do. But that's why you're you and I'm me. That's why I'm over here. And you're I was in all there. of you all last weekend for two days straight watching I, you play. I was, yeah. And like five different bands each day going from <laughs> uh, playing horns to bass to playing drums. I was just like, me and Greg were just like, why are so many people we know so fucking talented? <laughs> I was like, that's, I can, that's what I was going to say is that we were treated to Mark's <laughs> spectacular show. Yes, I mean, it, it was the nice guy's 10th anniversary show, but Mark played a gigantic part in the weekend's fast festivities um, in not just performing in so many bands, which, you know, the show itself was just amazing. The musicianship hearing, you know, songs from shows from 20 years ago from bands like I never listened to their CDs and it's like, oh, my gosh, like, I feel like I'm. You know, back at the Liquid Cafe or at the skate park or yeah, any yeah. number of oh, yeah. venues that don't exist anymore in this area. And all the people. Mm-hmm. And then, crazy. yeah, that was the other component is you helping to bring all of those people back together um, along with nice guys. But you guys working in, in concert, for lack of a better word, <laughs> uh, towards that. I just have to say congratulations on an incredible. I mean, we really saw like something that was very, very special. Um which will probably never happen again. Yeah, right. yeah. Mean, it, it it felt very special, and uh, it's just one of those things where you know you put all that work into it. It's it's like cooking a big meal. It's like cooking for Christmas or Thanksgiving. It's like day. I mean, this is you know I it, I think nice guys made a post where they you know said this has been a year in the making. You know, it was a year ago that we you know after the ninth anniversary where we started talking about. Well, what's going to happen for the 10th? And, you know, Greg was basically like, what bands do you think we can get? Who do you think would say yes? And just immediately started putting it together. And though there was like quite a lull there because, you know, you've got to wait a little bit until you can get plane tickets and stuff. Everything just started kind of falling together. And I was thinking about it the other day and I was thinking I must have practiced and and played somewhere around 60 songs a night or over the whole weekend. Um, wow. Like new and played 60 to 65 songs or something like that. Um, you know, nine songs in this band, eight songs here, 13 songs there. Covers. Covers. Yeah. Um, you know, whatever else. So um, luckily drums, I think, are the easiest instrument to do that for. I really don't know if I would have been able to do that. Like Mike doing that in three bands is more impressive to me than me playing drums in five bands. Cause you play drums in every band though. Yeah. Yeah. I played bass in uh, some for Jayuna and trombone, which uh, luckily that some of the stuff still kind of comes to me semi naturally. I, I definitely had to sit down and have some practices and remember how to play <laughs> and <laughs> to get my lips built up. Because when you don't play for a long time, your lips get really worn out fast. They're just vibrating after you stop playing. Yeah. But our, the singer table nine, unfortunately you came Saturday. Yes. So unfortunately on Friday night we played and the singer of table nine, this guy, Greg, um, not to be confused with Greg from nice guys. Uh, the next day he called and said, uh, I'm in the emergency room. Uh, and he ended up having a health issue that did not allow him to come uh, Saturday. So we ended up doing four songs instrumental. Andrew was nice enough to step in and play some lead guitar stuff, and we just kind of like made some stuff up on the spot. So we got to play a little bit, but unfortunately didn't get to play our full set. It was um, good, though. Andrew 
is, you know. Amazing. Yeah, you're like, hey, you don't know these songs probably at all, <laughs> but just ad-lib some guitar parts, and yep. Andrew's like, not a problem. Stepped up to the First plate. person I thought of, I was like, who here? Co- oh, Andrew, of course. Yeah. So, uh, but thank you. Thank you. I mean, I didn't want it to be the Mark Davis thing. Um, I wanted it to be the nice guys thing. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I mean, obviously, you know, when you're playing in five of the bands out of seven or eight bands, to some extent, it's going to be like, you're doing what? Um, but I'm, I'm very glad that the focus was on nice guys and what an amazing place they are. You, you are a part of the nice guys family too, hosting trivia there every, every Wednesday. And like, you know, basically a day one customer, you are who told me about nice guys. You said, Hey, there's this new spot that opened up. Let's go grab some lunch over there. So, I mean, yeah, I I think like you, you were a crucial (laughs) part of the show and yeah, it was, it was the results were just incredible yeah mind-blowing and so good to see skylar working behind the bar there yeah. uh, helping yeah. out a little bit and enrico and a couple of other yeah, old schoolers cool see, yeah, you cool used to work at nice guys yeah. as a bartender yeah mm-hmm. yeah so they brought back you and some other uh as mark was mentioning some other folks that, that mm-hmm. used to work to help out for the weekend so it was a yeah really cool uh local historical experience Absolutely, yeah. absolutely. I'm glad that both of you guys were parts of it, and uh, so many other people, and uh, just got so much amazing, sweet feedback from people about how much they enjoyed it and how much it meant to them, both in the bands and outside of the bands. People flying here from other states, and um, yeah, just a, a great experience. I will, I will never forget it as long as I live. It's, yeah, I think it's very cool, of nice guys. That instead of making their anniversary kind of about them, they made it about. They like did something for everybody else. That's which is very cool. A so. great way to put it. Yeah. And I mean, you know, yes, they stand to, of course, sell a lot of drinks and do a lot of wonderful stuff, which is why they're in business. But they really did focus on. I think I had said something about how it brought the past and the now together in such a great way. Yeah, because there were all these people that haven't been home for a while um, who got to come here and experience a venue and a place that cares so much about local music and, and you know, the independent music scene and the people from around here with people who didn't really have many places like that back then, the places where we had shows weren't really like restaurants and bars and stuff like that. They really cared. I mean, we had some places that just had shows because, you know, you guys can set up over there in the corner. Exactly. We got a little stage. Yeah. yeah, and here we are with a place that's got a professional light system and sound system, and the band sounding better than they ever have. It wasn't right. a shitty PV. You know, I'm, it's just it's it, the glow up is so funny. Like having people having working equipment <laughs> and like you know a good sound system as opposed to what we used to have back in the day, which was like cobbled together a bunch of broke kids working twenty hours a week trying to piece something together that sounded good. It was it was just such a wonderful amalgamation of of then and now. So Yeah. And a beautiful shout thing. out to Cody Smith running Yes. Sound. Yeah. Yes, but they yeah, did a fantastic job. Yeah. And it uh it, it as you mentioned, it really tied nice guys to the area and like in a in a very special way. And like, you know, um yeah, they they did great. Cheers did to great nice things guys. for us here. Cheers. All right. Well, we have a quiz for you today, as usual. But before we get to that, we are going to go over our weekly wrap up. Oh yeah. Is it raining right now? Softly it raining. Is. How romantic. I know. It's All nice. Right. I, love it. I, miss my, I miss the rain. There will come soft rains. Do you remember that in the book? No. It was a sci-fi book, and if I remember correctly, it's about all this stuff happening inside a house. 
Um, and then you come to realize, I think it's like maybe Ray Bradbury. And then you come to realize that the house is all automated and that everyone in the house is dead from like nuclear destruction or something like that. But the house just keeps like doing its thing, even though there's no one there. Like Smart making, home. Like making, exactly, <laughs> exactly. It's very, uh, sounds whoa. fascinating. Eerie. It's very eerie. I was thinking that this rain, uh, you just give me a hug feeling, which I think is a word that Seth, uh, turned us on to in the last yeah. episodes of is that am I pronouncing that right? Haig? Because yeah, it sounded like cozy, the Haig. Yeah, Haig. Yeah. Cozy feeling. For our weekly wrap up. At Pointy Bell Brewing Company, you smell different when you're awake. One, the last two quizzes held there. Numbers 517 and 519 respectively, with 127 points and 95 points. That's where I was supposed to say respectively. <laughs> That counts 10 total victories for the team, so congratulations to them on that achievement. At Ollie's, Just the Tips won quiz number 518 with 87 points, while As You Wish won quiz number 520 with 82 points. At quiz 518, I did ask Tim's Jaws question, Mm. as it was a requested topic for that week, and 57% of the teams got that right, which was uh, what was the nickname of the Jaws animatronic uh, that was named after Steven Spielberg's lawyer. The answer there was Bruce. On our Discord this week, Motorlicker pointed out that there is another famous shark character named Bruce from Disney Pixar's Finding Nemo. Mm. So, Quizmasters, that could be a good source for an additional hint for that question. Absolutely. Looking at our overall stats, not just for Ollie's, but for all of our events, Just the Tips is now less than 200 points away from being our top point collecting team of all time. Shiba Inu Illuminati currently holds the record with 8,123 points. Maybe they uh, can come down for a visit and defend their uh, their turf here. We'll see. Mm-hmm. Anyways, that's what happened this week at No Nonsense Trivia Live. Mark, how has trivia been at Nice Guys Pizza recently? Well, two weeks ago, I was not there. Fletcher was nice enough to sit in for me. This was um, during a practice week. During practice Rehearsal week. week. Yes, mm-hmm. where I literally had practice every day from Sunday until Thursday, two a days for some of those days. Practicing from 12 in the afternoon until 9.30 at night. Had to buy my next-door neighbor a $50 gift card to apologize for making so much racket over a number of days. I love that you did that. Uh, Nevin, actually, from Jayuna, oh. was like, tell her we'll buy a gift card, we'll buy her a meal or something. But she's a fruititarian, so that can be kind of hard to do. What? It's like, more expensive to do. Yeah. Never heard of that. Oh, really? Only eats fruit. Edible arrangements? Yeah, edibles arrangements is probably more like it. That'd be uh, good, good business idea. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> um, the uh, so I don't know who won that that game. I know that it was very hard. Matt Hoffman actually messaged me and said, "If you came up with these questions, fuck you." Basically, <laughs> uh, they were probably Fletchers though, right? Those yes, usually... they were. And man, the guy hates a built-in hint. Apparently, he oh, okay. just ran them ragged. Um, so, but last week uh, when I was back at the helm. Your mom um, winning this. I'm sorry. Last week, uh, girls on top winning the first round with 15 points. They were overjoyed, but soon uh, they were wiped out by your mom in the second round with 32 points. But the final round going to We Want a Pizza Dad with 41 points. A uh, looked like a boyfriend and girlfriend situation hanging out and just ended up getting the eight pointer and the last question correct um, and ended up pulling out the win while everybody else 
uh, floundered. Is uh, that the eight pointer that you asked us on the uh, bonus episode? No, this, this eight pointer won't oh, okay. be here for. I'm I'm like five she weeks or so four we weeks behind. <laughs> uh, I am I'm pretty far back. Um, with questions to spare, which cool. is why I do in this bonus content. By the way, mm-hmm. if you're all caught up on all of your uh, no nonsense trivia podcast stuff, mm-hmm. please sign up to be a patron on Patreon, and you'll get some bonus content, including an episode we recorded today. Before this one, which, by the way, has got some premium content on it. Oh yeah, has some delicious questions. Good main feed style questions, indeed. And Skyler <laughs> is there for it all. Yeah. Um, so, uh, however, on Zoom, Whiskey Tango with 70 points. So, Whiskey Tango winning overall, but I want a Pizza Dat uh, winning with 41 points. In the room. In the room. The prize winners. Indeed. All right. Well, folks, if you missed that and you'd like to join us for trivia soon, Wednesdays we're live at Pointy Bell Brewing Company in Fort Myers, Florida for a no-nonsense trivia challenge based on your category requests. Please join us for your opportunity to win some free beer and bonus prizes and to suggest categories for next week's quiz and to enjoy some of the tasty, tasty offerings from our weekly food vendor. Come play our weekly quiz at Pointy Bell Brewing Company starting at 7.30 p.m. every Wednesday. Thursdays, we're in Cape Coral at Ollie's Pub, also at 7.30 p.m. We hope you can join us then for opportunities to win Ollie's gift cards. Free cards! Which you could use at the bar on one of their signature sandwiches. Try one as, along with our quiz at Ollie's Pub every Thursday at 7.30 p.m. And of course, every week in Cape Coral, you can play Mark's Trivia on Wednesdays. At Free nice pizza! Kind nice. of. Well, yeah, you better <laughs> you win, win the last round and your pizza's under $25. Indeed. You get a large for under 25 there, right? It's, I think it's 22 for their largest pizza. Yeah. Specialty pie. So there you go. And then a little bit left over for the tip. There you go. Just the tip. <laughs> I forgot where I left off. But you can play Mark's Trivia on Wednesdays <laughs> at Nice Guys Pizza or on Zoom starting at 8 p.m. For a link to the Zoom meeting, check the show notes. Or you can just visit bit.ly slash nice guys pizza trivia and we did have uh, someone a podcast listener I don't know who it was but I know that they live in Tulsa and uh, Oklahoma I presume unless there's another Tulsa somewhere uh, with under the name in last place joined to play along and I think had a grand old time so, oh nice yeah so that's uh, on Wednesdays at 8 p.m. Eastern yes mm-hmm. Eastern Standard Time and this Saturday 7 o'clock Central this Saturday 6 o'clock Mountain this Okay, I can continue. Yeah, is that it? No, yep. you, you, you didn't do Pacific. Yeah, <laughs> five p.m. Pacific. I'll take care of that. I guess this Saturday, five o'clock Pacific. <laughs> damn it! <laughs> We've got a few themed quizzes coming your way. First up, this Saturday, May twenty seventh, is a fully themed gaming quiz. Now, when uh, you say gaming, yes, tell them what you're talking about. Well, we're going to be quizzing on video games, tabletop games, as well as streaming with prizes sponsored by Cool Comics and Games in Cape Coral, Florida. They have uh, they are Southwest Florida's number one destination for your gaming comic needs. They have uh, all sorts of comic releases as well as weekly TCG events. That's trading card games like Pokemon, My Hero Academia, Digimon, Magic the Gathering, as well as weekly mat- meetups for their open board game club and Dungeons and Dragons. Now, I know what you're thinking. You're thinking that sounds like an ad. Hashtag not an ad. 
But it's not an ad. We're just telling you facts. Well, and they did sponsor the prizes for this event. <laughs> yeah. So hashtag is an ad. Sorry. <laughs> well, you know, I mean, <laughs> yeah, you're we're, gonna... walking, we're walking that fine line, but that's okay because they did a solid. When we say we're not reading ads, I'm talking about like the standard podcast ads that you hear, like for mattresses and, you know, uh, okay. postoffice.com or whatever. You know, stampfucker.net. <laughs> You're not going to hear any of those here. You know, but we can we start making up fake, <laughs> fake stuff to do ads? Yeah, we've already started, I guess. <laughs> All this to say, come with some great <laughs> stampfucker.com. We, you know, nothing bothers me more than when I'm going to send out a letter. And I find out that my stamp isn't pregnant. <laughs> That's why I go to stampfucker.com. Yeah, man. I mean, you know. This there's... raw dog is stamp. How do you th- what do you think that glue's made of on oh, the back no. of that thing? Anyways, <laughs> come to our gaming trivia on Saturday, May 27th at Ollie's Pub. That's at 6 p.m. Prize is sponsored <laughs> by Cool raw Comics. Susan B. Anthony's 1942 stamp. I don't know if that's really a thing. but And the following week, Saturday, June 3rd, is Trashy TV Trivia Ooh. at Pointy Bell Brewing Company. That is also at 6 p.m. We'll be covering reality shows, competition shows, and scripted dramas in a fully themed trashy TV quiz that's Saturday, June 3rd at Pointy Bell Brewing Company at 6 p.m. And please don't forget to follow No Nonsense Trivia on social media, including Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, and Reddit. And join us on our Discord server to stay updated on all of our podcasts, streams, and events. Join us. Won't you? That was painful. <laughs> I'm, I'm most I'm most happy that we didn't fix it. <laughs> that it we stayed. all go to about the same area. <laughs> yeah. the scale. It sounded like a fucking train horn. <laughs> <laughs> That was terrible. I think that turned out to be the brown note. If I'm, I'm going to need to mix that down a little bit, you know, yeah, that's that a, could hit you in the wrong way. That's a chord that it's like the rite of spring. It's like it making people are like ripping their chairs out of the crowd and throwing it at each other. <laughs> that discordance is just driving people so insane. Let's take a break, catch yeah. our breath from yes. that note, and then we'll be right back with our first round of trivia with Skylar. Yes. Gentlemen, it's my turn to go first this week, and I've got a question for you. All right. That might be a little difficult. Oh, no. But is interesting. Ooh. What a range of emotions I just (laughs) went through. What European country was the first to introduce license plates? Now, when you say first, do you mean the first in Europe or the first in the world? I believe the first in the world. All right. So... I learned this on a podcast recently. Um, so I'm going to, all right. So but here's the thing. I can't remember if it's Italy or France. Mm. I'm 90% sure it's one of those two. If that helps. Yeah. Those were the two that I was thinking of as well. I thought Germany might be a contender, um, but I think their entry into automobiles is maybe a little bit later. Mm-hmm. Um, France seems like it would be more regulatory. Just as a country? I don't know what I'm saying. Maybe. 
Um, I could see it both ways, you know. But but my my gut that's all to say my gut is saying Italy, but I could see France being viable. Man, I should know well. this. I just listened to like an hour long podcast about license plates. Mm-hmm. Well, I'm thinking France, like you know, you've got like Paris, you know, you've got like a big grid city with roads, and you know, Italy is maybe more open country driving. Right, you're right. You know, um, so yeah, I don't know. Maybe maybe France. It was the first country in the world, by the way. Oh, okay. Not just in Europe. All right, let's go France. France. In 1893, three years before Germany, France is correct. Yeah! Wow, here I am saying it's going to be difficult, and fucking Mr. Brainiac over here is like, oh, actually, just listen to a license plate podcast. Okay. Damn. Yeah, do you remember what podcast that was? Yeah, I've I've talked to you guys about it before, I don't think, on on here, but um, no, uh, Stuff You Should Know. Okay. Wow, okay. They just they have short episodes that are like twenty minutes, and then they have like hour long episodes. They pick a random topic. Um, it can be license plates. It can be like um, uh, a cr- true crime. Something true crime could be anything. Fucking stamps. And they just, they just talk. It's stamps. They just talk about it. It's interesting. For me, show. it's like stuff your friends should know because they come on your podcast <laughs> and then tell you the information yeah, when you. you need it. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And then, yeah, it's a good show. Well, I've got a range of uh, food and drink questions uh, set up here in, in honor of Skylar being on the show today. But we're going to kick it off with a Food Network question. Okay. Y'all watch the Food Network? Y'all watch the Food Network? <laughs> um, I went yeah. through a phase um, when I was younger that I did like it. Um, I don't like, I'm not a big uh, cooking competition show person. Oh, really? Um, and that's the direction that the entire channel has gone. I will yeah. still. I used to when I not to try to sound like old, but when I used to watch it, it was twenty four seven of just cooking. Yeah, cooking you know what I mean. Shows. Mario Patali, mm-hmm. you know, old like Bobby Flay stuff. Emerald, um, yeah, Emerald, like where, yeah. Um, Tire driving and dives though. I, I could probably watch that all day. I never get sick of that show. It's it makes me feel warm. Skyler was kind enough to bring me to see Alton Brown right when he was down yeah. here, mm-hmm. um, and I got to ask a question of him. And they put my mug up on the giant screen. Did we talk about this? We talked about this on a bonus episode. So yeah. don't give it out here because you already gave that <laughs> out as a premium. Yeah, sorry, story. guys. If yeah, you want to hear more about my Alan Brown our, experience. Our Patreon for that. Yeah, Alan Brown. Old Alan Brown was great. But yeah, so hopefully it's in that realm. Well, this is a uh, food competition show, <laughs> actually, that I'm going to ask you about. Which Food Network personality hosts a game show where chef contestants face obstacles in collecting their ingredients for a judged competition? Which Food Network personality hosts a game show where chef contestants face obstacles in collecting their ingredients for a judged competition? I feel like that's kind of that could go for a couple different shows. Like what? Like the guys' grocery games because they have to go through obstacles to get their ingredients. But then there's also like what's that one show with Alton Brown where he like ties a toaster to your arm and you're like you can only cook this meal with a chopstick. Well. Can I hear the question one more time? Sure. Which Food Network personality hosts a game show where chef contestants face obstacles in collecting their ingredients? Ingredients. For a judged so no competition. Top, 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 I think it's I think Guys, it's Guy. Games? Yeah. We're going to say Guy Theory. It's pronounced Fieri. Fieri. Yes. Sorry. Guy Fieri. Yes. Guy's Grocery Games is correct. Okay. Mm-hmm. Thank God you knew that because I had never heard of that show. I only know that actually because uh, J. Kenji L- uh, Lopez Alt, who's like one of my favorite food writers, um, was on that 
was on an episode for to raise money for charity, so I just watched that one episode. <laughs> oh, nice. So yeah. what's your beef, <laughs> pardon the pun, with uh, food cooking competition shows? Um, I think most of the time, I just think that some of them are okay. I think Chopped is good. Love Chopped. Okay. As long as you're okay with Chopped, we can continue. But to I'm more friends. or less going into, uh, and I like Top Chef. Okay. Um, but I feel like that's more about um, the skill of cooking and stuff. Um, some of these other shows, it's like they're just putting gross stuff on a plate because they had to use it. And it's just dumb. Gotcha. I don't know. Sorry. Did we talk about Pressure Cooker? <laughs> no, I don't think so. God, man. Pressure Cooker. Watch it on Netflix. Um, What's that? Uh, so it's kind of like a cross between Big Brother and a cooking competition. Mm. So it's basically like 10 chefs that all like live in this house. The name makes sense now. And then, yeah. And then every day they wake up and there will be a ticket that'll print out and we'll tell them what's going to happen. One person has to, you know, judge all these other people that have to like do a certain thing, like cook a three course meal, all using one color um, and things like that. So pretty clever and pretty cool. And you're simultaneously trying to judge food, honestly, but also, since different players have a shot at doing the judging, they also can like try and guess like this seems like something Skylar would cook. And I know that Skylar is my biggest competition. So if I rate this the lowest, mm. then I can get him off and I have a better chance of winning. There's some so it's like part cut through. Exactly. All right. Very, very, very good. I strongly suggest it. I, you know, it's so funny and there's a lot of personal growth for some of the people and I, the person I was watching it and I were like, I hate that person. And by the last episode, you're like rooting for him. You're like, yeah, all right. Yeah. Fuck. Yeah. Like, you know, it's, it's very, very cool. It was, it was, it was a great experience. I hope they do another episode. Thanks for the recommendation. You got it. Skylar. Skylar. Oh, shit. Yeah. Sorry. <laughs> uh, we just did the bonus. We just did the, um, we the just did episode. the bonus episode. And so my mind was on not reading questions yeah you've been sitting here recording for an hour and four <laughs> minutes now and this is your first question uh let's go um let's go fun and easy Sounds as good. my topic all right um what iconic cult favorite film released in 1975 was originally titled they came from denton high hmm. what iconic cult favorite film released in 1975 was originally titled they came from Denton High. This is a great question. Yeah. 1975. Wow. That's pretty early. Denton High. I'm thinking about college movies, right? Because yeah. where they came from. Could it be Revenge of the Nerds? Is that a cult classic? I don't know if it's 75. Yeah, maybe that's a little early, huh? I feel like Revenge of the Nerds was the 80s. Mm. Animal House? Mm, that's interesting. The OG college movie? That is an interesting guess. They came from Denton High. The interesting thing is... <laughs> Like, one of the first guesses I had, I know this is not right, or I don't think it's right, is Earth Girls Are Easy. I was trying to think of, like... That's 80s, isn't it? Yeah, because when I think of they, it <laughs> very much evokes a feeling of, for me, of aliens. Right. Close Encounters of the Third Kind. Yeah. 
where it's like them. Mm-hmm. But know? the Denton High thing kind of... <sighs> yeah. Seems like that could be a hint. That's why I'm thinking college movie. It could. It, it might be something else, though. Yeah. Animal House? Mm-hmm. When I think of cult classics also, from like 1975 or the mid-70s, I'm thinking of Rocky Horror Picture Show. Could be. Denton High. 75? It was That's not me saying that yeah. I'm doubting you, but I'm I'm asking. It's definitely the seventies. Yeah. It's not the early seventies. Seventy five might be a little early for that, but mm-hmm. that's you're thinking exactly mm-hmm. what I'm thinking. Seventy five might be pushing it a hair. Um Damn. What other can you think of any other cult classic movies from the mid seventies? Before Star Wars. What if the answer was Jaws? Like full circle. (laughs) (laughs) All these, all these sharks came from the same high school. They all went, they all Mm. went to Denton High. Can you believe it? The shark's jealous. (laughs) It never graduated. It didn't even get its got a little letter jacket on. (laughs) Yeah. Big old S on it for shark. Because that's how it works. Um, I mean... The thing is, is when you put cult movie on it, mm-hmm. um, then it really, really gives me strong Rocky Horror feels. But, I mean, we're... So, Frank and Furter mm-hmm. is an alien, basically, right? From the Transylvania galaxy or whatever. Is that canon? I believe so. I'm not too familiar. I, I know just, some of the songs and stuff. I you actually just that? You've never seen that movie? I mean, I I think I saw it in high school. It's like one of my remember. favorites. I fucking love it. Oh, okay. Really? Everyone, at the time I meet someone and they've never seen it, I was like, you have to watch mm-hmm. that movie. I, grew I watched up watching it when it. I was very young, too, and I don't remember anything about it. Oh, my mom was a huge fan. Um, so, um, And The Smiling Dog. Um, they did the live performance version of it where everybody dressed up oh. and acted it out. It was so it was Halloween one year. It was so much fun. Damn. Yeah. Um, so, well, with that information, if Frank N. Furter is an alien, then the, they came from, you know, that kind of lines up with what you're saying. But the Denton High thing, to me, well, that, maybe the other people in the thing, they're from Denton High, maybe. I learned this from Um Actually, which I've been watching, and they had a question about mm. this. Well, I and I mean, look, Animal it's House. a 70s cult classic movie. I, yeah. You know, I think we should go with it. All right. You, are you sure? I mean, <laughs> I, 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 I want to go I'm with I'm still Animal confused House, on I which think. one you decided You want to go with Animal House? Yeah. Do you feel like Animal House is a cult classic? I think it could be considered... Or is it, it just a classic? Rocky Horror is arguably more popular now than Animal House is with all the revivals. And, you know, you don't see a lot of like, hey, we're rescreening Animal House. Come bring your spoons to throw out the screen and shit like that. So I, I think, yeah, I, I would say it's probably... I could consider that a cult classic. And the fact that it has this Denton High thing and it's like, you know... All like, right. Okay. 
Let's go with Animal House. And he was kind of chatting a little bit about Rocky Horror. You know, he's getting real comfy. Mm-hmm. Getting meta with that. it. <laughs> so, All right. Let's a- do it then. Animal House. Sorry, Lee. You should have went with Mark. Oh, <laughs> no! Rocky Horror. Wow. They came from Denton High. Yeah. You, um, you should rewatch it since you okay. guys have. But um, it was supposed to be like... Um, the guy who wrote it. Can is that, you feel me staring at you? Riff Raff, the guy, the Riff Raff, the guy who who wrote it, or the guy who plays Riff Raff is the guy who wrote it. It was, um, but, um, yeah, I don't know. You should watch it. It's good. Yeah, they. Okay. So, so Denton sh- High is like a, a setting or like part of the the lore of that that I, story. I don't know. I feel like like Did even the it? no even mm. the original. Um, I don't know if it's in reference to. The recently married couple that stumbles onto the mansion during this. Yeah, I can't, what's their names again? Ba, I can't, ba, ba, I'm ba, ba, so ba, bad ba. with that stuff, man. Brad? That's why I'm bad at trivia. It's Brad and Brad and uh, Angelina. Uh-huh. But it's like all of, you know. It's like an ode to uh, like 30s, 50s sci-fi B movies and stuff. So you know, gotcha. aliens, a transvestite, okay. like you know, like um, it's great. A lot of weird sexual energy. Great music. Meatloaf's mm. fucking in it. Yep. Indeed. Yeah. All right. Anyway. Anyway. Good question, Skylar. Thanks. Yeah. Great question. <laughs> Here's my next question for you, gentlemen. You're in for a nice surprise. Oh, that looks good. And where ice cream makes the meal are some of the slogans for what restaurant chain on the East Coast of the U.S. founded in 1935. Let's begin by saying that urine should not be the uh, the first word of your promo as a restaurant. Urine. I thought you were going to ask us a question about urine. You're like, urine? And I was like. <laughs> oh, sorry. You are in for a nice surprise. <laughs> oh, that looks good. And where ice cream makes the meal are some of the slogans for what restaurant chain on the east coast of the U.S. founded in 1935. So something that leans on ice cream, mm-hmm. you know, so I was obviously th- me and thinking Dairy Queen because uh, they've been serving food for a long time. Um, I've seen Culver's, but Culver's from the Midwest, right? That's like a Wisconsin thing. Yeah. Or something. Um, what about like, uh, it's not Fuddruckers. It's not Stampfuckers. <laughs> it's, there's another one, though, that's like Friendlies. Oh, Friendly's. Yeah, oh, yeah. Isn't that a restaurant? It was, yeah. It was like a Shoney's or a Denny's. Right, or, yeah, but they, like they specialized in ice cream, right? Right. If you think you're going to ease my tensions of you getting me off that last answer <laughs> by bringing up stampfuckers.com, you're right. <laughs> I was going to say, I think it's working a little bit. <laughs> I think Friendly's is a good idea. Or, um, yeah, that Dairy Queen. I'm trying to think if there's anything else. You know, speaking of ice cream, you this just reminded me of the last time that you were on here and you you had a question about the soft serve ice cream and what was it called again? Like over or the uh oh, uh, not overdraft. Over was it? Overfill? Overturn. No. No. No, I see I didn't remember now. Oh I my god. Overrun. 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 Yeah. That's like the amount of air that's in the soft that's serve. That's mixed into soft serve, yeah. Fascinating. Yeah. Um Friendlies? I, th- I think Friendlies is a good good place to go. I mean, <laughs> Dairy Queen makes total sense, but they are so ice cream centric. It almost seems like saying where ice cream makes the meal, it's like, it's almost taking too much attention away from the ice cream in a way. It's like saying that they have other stuff. I know that they do, but 
I remember being shocked when I was a kid and found out that Dairy Queen sold stuff other than ice cream. I was like, "What? They've got I feel like they, and hot dogs yeah, I feel and stuff? like they, what? I feel like when we were younger, they they started leaning into the ice cream because they could just mm-hmm. pop them up anywhere. But yeah, well, grown, just but like, growing up, they were always you know they knew, they always had burgers and fries, man. Mm-hmm. But I let's go let's go with um friendlies, friendlies. yeah friendlies. Friendlies is correct. Yeah. Yeah. Way to go, guys. Right. Damn. Not many teams getting that right. Right on. Was, so uh, I'm, I'm guessing Dairy Queen was a popular guess. Dairy Queen was a popular guess, yeah. Okay. We've got a baking question for y'all. What is the term for when a dough is allowed to rest and rise a final time before baking? Come on, you're a dough boy. <laughs> Excuse you? <laughs> He means you're a fan of Great a final, British Bake Off. <laughs> a final time? I mean, I would say proofing, right? Wouldn't that just be? Or is that too easy? I mean, I think it's too easy. I think that proofing is usually... I, I, final time is exactly, a little bit of a yeah. weird... I'm sure it, it's it's essentially being proofed for a final time, but there's a term for it. That's what I'm thinking. Yeah. For a final... So then what happens? You proof it? Usually shape. Yeah, usually proof it, and then you shape it into whatever you're making rolls or right. whatever. And then you let it proof it that final time, and then you bake it, generally speaking. I mean, when I worked in the pretzel industry and in the cinnamon roll industry, you only proofed stuff once. I mean, you, you let the dough proof, you put it on the counter, and you started cutting into it and making pretzels. Um, can I hear the question one more time? What is the term for when a dough is allowed to rest and rise a final time before baking? I'm going to say proof. It says rest and rise. I don't know. I'm going to say proofing. All right. We'll say proofing. That's correct. Oh, Oh, okay. Yeah. Now I will say more people knew Guy Fieri. 87% got that right. This was just a lone 57% of our teams got that right. So. Well, I mean, a final time, I, I you know, I it don't... Is, it is technically called the final proof, but I, I accept either answer. Because I did say final in the question. I, I so. think that that is probably what threw a lot of yeah. people off, I would guess. Mm. Interestingly, um, so I, I watched this with um, a uh, certain somebody in my life who used to also work in the pretzel arts. And they always refer to it as proving Mm. Which is very funny because the there's proving grounds a little bit a little bit of a difference, yeah. you know. But uh, they they always say, yeah, then you've got to let it prove. You well, I don't know about that. Proving. Is that is that is that a legal way of saying that? I think it's a British <laughs> way of saying it. Approved? Do they say that on Great British Bake yes. Off? They do. Oh, they okay. say oh. proving. Well, I'll accept it then. Yeah, yeah. Um, but I, I think if you would have just said letting the dough rise, I think people would have gotten it. It kind of got me off the scent when you said for a final time. It was like, yeah. oh, this is you, like a penultimate proof, right? Because <laughs> you can proof you you can proof some recipes call for three times. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Or, you know, just depending. But um, so yeah. Anyway, I'm glad we got it right. I agree. Yeah. I agree. Thanks for the feedback on that. You're welcome, Skylar. One last question for the round, please. All right, let's do. We'll do. We'll stick in the food realm, I guess. Oh, this is about nice. drinks. Um, the Lincoln County process refers to what special step in the making of almost all Tennessee whiskey? The, 
Yeah, one the more Lincoln, time, yeah, the Lincoln, the oh my jeez, the Lincoln, <laughs> the the Lincoln County process refers to what special step in the making of almost all Tennessee whiskey? Special step. So this is a step that is only undertaken with Tennessee whiskey, right? You're as smooth as Tennessee whiskey. Well, thank you, partner. You're as sweet as strawberry wine. <laughs> You're as warm as a glass of brandy or something like that. The the Lincoln what? <laughs> the Lincoln Lincoln what? uh I think the Lincoln it was. County Process. Yes. Lincoln County Band process. name, by the way, I call it. Hmm. Lincoln County Process. Um Well, that's gotta be a band name. It's gotta be, yeah. The Lincoln County Process to make something You've got your whiskeys and you got your Tennessee whiskeys. Can I hear the question one more time? Of course. The Lincoln County process. The Lincoln County process refers to what special step in the making of almost all Tennessee whiskey? They I just mean, sort of puts their feet in the barrel, swishes it around. Built in hit with, hit with step. <laughs> <laughs> this may be like this may be weird. But could it could it be that it has to be bottled in Lincoln County. <laughs> mm, it's like a geographic designation. It's like it has to be bought. It has to be made in champagne. Otherwise it's just sparkling wine, you know, mm. like for it to be Tennessee whiskey. The has come out of the barrel. Lincoln, Lincoln County, County has to be bottled in Lincoln County. Otherwise it's not Tennessee whiskey. Wouldn't it be called Lincoln County whiskey then, though? I mean, wouldn't you just really get down to it and say, this is the Lincoln County version of whiskey. There's other Tennessee whiskeys, but this is the Lincoln County one. I mean, maybe. I I see why, why you're going there. I just don't know if it's, uh, if doubting, it's a geographic Doubting thing. me again. Mm. Wow. Well, Jeez. I just, mm. you know, I, I edit the show and I hear myself say the right thing. <laughs> I, say, really I hear myself say Jersey. <laughs> he, he's he's Edison, marking edit, it down every time. Every 200, <laughs> for our 248 episode, I've been listening to myself. <laughs> fucking tell myself and I'm fucking done with it. I'm I, I got to stick up for myself right now. <laughs> I don't know, man. Maybe it is. If you want to go with it, we can go. The with it. I don't Lincoln have better. County process. Mm-hmm. So when I you're mean, making what whiskey, you distill it. You age it in a barrel, and then you uncork that barrel, you pour it into a bottle. <laughs> well, so whiskey I don't know about. I actually just did go to the Wicked Dolphin Distillery. Mm. They do rum. They do rum. Mm-hmm. And Here in Southwest Florida. Got a very good buzz off of their free tour. Oh, um, I've yet to be. I want to go. Is it worth going? I'd love to go with you. Cool. Absolutely. No, resident, you live in Fort Myers. Resident musician Skylar Brenton works there. Um and did her tour. Very knowledgeable. Very fun tour. If you ever come here or if you live here, I highly suggest it. You get like an eight dollar rum drink before the tour. You get a free sip on there, and then afterward you can sample whatever bottles they have. And uh very good. The Wicked Dolphin Rum. Not an ad. Hashtag not an ad. Um, but yeah, I'm trying to think, I mean, they make this giant mush with a bunch of sugar and stuff. They clean it out and they put it in a special distiller. But I mean, what makes, 
Tennessee whiskey different than other whiskey? Maybe it's ground instead of mashed or something like that. The Maybe. corn. What process? Special process. So there's other whiskeys. Special that, process was the word. Mm-hmm. <laughs> other whiskeys don't have this part of the step in the process. Skylar, you are bringing the fucking fire with these questions. Mm-hmm. Good. These are yeah. A plus questions. Yeah. That's, I mean, you know, I've always enjoyed having Skylar on, but after the last episode that we had him on, I was like, he's got it. Yeah. He's figured it. He's, he's he got the question right have thing it. down. <laughs> he absolutely does have it. You're making us proud, Skylar. Yeah. Make us real listen proud. To this pod, <laughs> listen to this podcast for all these years. Yeah, every, you, uh, every week. He was right to welcome Formidable back. foe. <laughs> yeah, welcome, <laughs> welcome back to the Skylar Zone. People are gonna, people are gonna come in next week, and it's gonna be me <laughs> hosting the show. What the hell? Um, Where'd Mark and Lee go? He just lifts up his shirt, and we're inside of him like Quato, <laughs> trying to escape. Yeah, it's I've like absorbed their situations. powers. <laughs> um, damn, man. I'm thinking it's the way that the corn is mushed. It's not mashed, but it's like ground or something like that. I thought you knew more about whiskey, but keep talking. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> no, just like just the, the terms you're using, mush. <laughs> and I don't know. It's just funny. Well, I didn't want to call it mashed because I was going to. Yeah. Anyway, I don't know what I'm talking about. Yeah, neither I'm just, do I. I'm, I'm grasping here. I'm grasping at corn stalks. So special process. Barreled twice. Sure. Twice barreled. <laughs> Fine. Once Is barreled, twice shy. No, we'll say twice sorry, barreled. that's oh, wrong. Oh. It's uh, charcoal filtered. Oh. Charcoal filtered. We forgot and, about the filtering. Yeah, and if you ever look at, um, you know, for example, um, I think Jack Daniels famously has it on their label as charcoal mm, filtered. Okay. And that's a very highly refined filtering process, right? Um, I think. I think the... The reasoning for it, something to do, there's something in the ash or the charcoal, you know, that reacts. It's like some kind of a smoothing agent of some kind. Nice I don't. I don't know exactly how or what. Mm. Thanks. Okay. Well, that is our first round. Let's take a little break, and then we'll be right back with some miscorrections, no notes, and our second round of trivia. Oh, yeah. And it's time for some missed corrections. Miscorrections. First up, we were talking about uh, eggs and whether or not they were. Uh, wait, actually, I think we covered this in the in the episode. Now I think about it. Anyways, it's not egg gestation. That is not a thing uh, that uh, the birds go through. Incubation was the word that we were looking mm. for there. Mm-hmm. We heard from Nabil who says. Quizmaster Lee, you were thinking of Rex Tillerson as uh, Donald Trump's Secretary of State, and your impression was spot on. Thank you for that, Nabil. <laughs> we heard from Adam, who said, Boyhood was directed by Richard Linklater. Uh, mm. I said, 
well, specifically, Joey questioned that when I claimed that Danny Boyle directed that movie, and I said, "Oh, I know he directed that." You did, but, yes. <laughs> it was it was actually Richard Linklater. Thank you, Adam, for How's that. How's that listening to yourself thing working out? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Ooh. <laughs> Uh, Holgas chiming in on a discussion about whether or not T-Rex had feathers. Quote, the jury is still out on whether T-Rex had feathers. We found skin of parts of the body that were not feathered. The current usual depiction is that the babies have simple feathers like down that are lost in adults. Holgas also noting that the theropods, including Velociraptor, T-Rex, and Deinonychus, Barely, uh, quote, basically anything with this body plan is the one that spun off into birds, and many of them, particularly the smaller ones, were feathered. The Jurassic Park depiction has caused much beef. We think that in the book it was supposed to be a Deinonychus, but that name wasn't used at the time for the Velociraptor. Hmm. We also heard from Steve, who wrote, The protein question and reaction to the answer should be clipped and shared as the only reason needed to listen to this podcast. <laughs> Thank you, Steve. We appreciate that. And Whiskey and others pointing out that Condoleezza Rice is a known football nerd. So uh, whenever you have a question about a modern Secretary of State and football, not a bad guess to go with Condi Rice. Oh, yeah. Hell yeah. JB commented on our Discord, Joey in the latest episode, after getting a question right, mentioned a static electricity ball slash purple lightning bolt going across the brain. And it sounded like a, quote, brain blast from the show Jimmy Neutron. And posted a link to a video of that. Holgas commenting, she loves Jimmy Neutron. And since there's so much love, I do have a quick bonus Jimmy Neutron question for you gentlemen here. Okay. On Jimmy Neutron, which of Jimmy's friends got their own spinoff series and has a first and last name that references a famous family of actors? On Jimmy Neutron, which of Jimmy's friends got their own spinoff series and has a first and last name that references a famous family of actors. Who's what's Jimmy Neutron again? <laughs> I don't. I well, oh, you guys I'm are really old. far removed from this. Yeah, this was a 2000s Nickelodeon cartoon. Okay, yeah, it had a movie. I was in my 20s. I think. I think I remember my daughter watching the movie when she was little. And I remember the quality of it being absolutely horrendous. Interesting that you bring that up because they used a special technology to make that show. It was like the first 3D animated show that used uh, this particular. It looks technology. horrible now when you watch it. Yeah, it, yeah, but I've never seen well. Never seen the show. I thought you guys might appreciate the uh, the humor of the writing here. Sheen Estevez is the name of the character. <laughs> okay. Sheen oh, Estevez. Okay. I was thinking the Estevez, or the uh, I was thinking of the Sheen family. Yeah, um, that's funny. Sheen Estevez. Nah, I would never go. have come up with that answer though. Well, in the words of Quizmaster Mark on the No Nonsense Trivia Podcast, two rights, in fact, make a wrong. You being right and you writing in. I remembered again. And if you'd like to write us with a missed correction, a rate to my question, or even just a little, little no note. Even just a little no note. <laughs> you can write to us at nonsensetrivia@gmail.com. Call us at 1-929-356. 6966 or find us on social media and if you have yet to do so please take a moment to review our show on apple spotify podchaser and good pods and the best you know i'm gonna say it Mm -hmm. it's been over a month since we've had a review yeah so please give us our monthly review that's all we ask for well we also ask you for five stars (laughs) and we also ask you to sign up for a patreon but we also ask you to share this with friends we also ask a lot of questions yeah we ask a lot of things. We do a lot of work. But please give us a review if you if you have yet to do so. Indeed. Fast food. 
my category to kick off the second round for you guys. Damn. Specifically about Taco Bell. Ooh. All right. All right. How do y'all feel about Taco Bell? I'm a fan. Mark? Um, you know, for a long... So... You're not a cheese guy. I'm not... So, listen. No cheese. No sour cream. No guacamole. Why go? That's a very <laughs> good question. Now, I will say... You know, back in the day when I was a kid, you could get tacos there for like 40 cents. Mm-hmm. And you would get, what was it? Taco meat, cheese, and lettuce. Well, I don't like wilted lettuce in a fucking burrito, and I don't like cheese. So I'd basically be paying 40 cents for like ground up cat food in a tortilla. Now, I Ooh, mean, Skyler winced at that description. <laughs> the taco meat is fine, but I mean, you have to face it. It looks like cat food. My man went through a cringe version. It doesn't, it doesn't taste like that. I will say the other day, this is maybe a month ago, less than, I had my first crunch wrap. Mm, that is an all-star menu item. Wowzers. Liked it, huh? So I got no sour cream, no cheese. But I added chipotle sauce. Yes. Okay. Smart. Yeah, because you need something to help it glue together. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And guys, whoa. Have you had the breakfast? I have Crunch not. Wrap? No. Their breakfast is great. The best breakfast. Oh, okay. Fast food. I've been but, yeah, curious the, about the breakfast crunch wrap. Yeah, the, well, I usually just get a breakfast burrito there. They're okay. good. Yeah. So, yeah, I'm pro Taco Bell. It's been a while. The stuff I like there is not cheap. Which is what they were always known for when I was younger. It's like you went there because you are. I always get there, budget. go to get their seven layer burrito. Surprisingly, mm-hmm. at Taco Bell, I like their vegetarian stuff the best. Oh, interesting. Yeah, I, that's converse to what I was going to recommend, which is get double protein. That's my tip uh, for Taco Bell. Is I, I usually don't like they don't. Their I don't chicken. feel like they give you enough. But oh, I like their chicken. I always think their chicken's yummy. But it's been a while. But yeah, I usually get their bean burritos, uh, seven layer burrito, um, uh, the potato tacos. Were killer, and mm-hmm. I did a potato taco oh, yeah. on, in honor of for that the taco. Bell tolls. Yep, um, aptly named. Oh yeah, I forgot it was named after that. Yeah, <laughs> I hope you can't get sued for that. Well, it's I will done say now. they also have like a Chipotle. Lars is outside the food truck. <laughs> hey, you got it. We need to have a talk. Lars yeah, from Metallica. <laughs> this just feels real stock. <laughs> Um, <laughs> well, I, I think it says a lot that we all have our own opinions on Taco Bell, but we can all figure out ways to enjoy their food. <laughs> yes, yes. Here is a Taco Bell question for you related to their marketing. What marketing campaign? My phone just died. No, here it is. No, Jesus. What marketing campaign by Taco Bell debuted in 2006 targeted a younger demographic and was focused on featuring the brand's Late night menu. The fourth meal. Fourth meal. <laughs> He's like, that's it? <laughs> yes, that's correct. <laughs> <laughs> wow, you guys came on that quickly. Oh, that's what we're... If was one thing Skylar and I are known for, it's coming quickly. <laughs> 30% of my teams got that right. What? So you guys... That's it? That's it. Yeah, that's why I was surprised that you guys I feel like that came was, so quickly. That's insane. Yeah. I guess that may make me feel very old. I feel like that. I thought that was more modern than 2006, too. No, 2006 is when it came out. And, uh, but you of, know, I feel like Yo Quiero, Taco Bell. But honestly, or, I think it worked, though, because in 2006, um, fresh out, you know, I've been out of high school just a few years. 
So I was going for that fourth meal, mm-hmm. you know, and that I think they introduced meal. the grilled stuffed burrito around that time, which was like, oh, uh, lived humongous. off those things. Then I lived, lived off those. Yeah, that is that's insane. I, I immediately thought Yoki or Taco Bell was going to be when I heard you say like advertising. I was mm-hmm. like, this is going to be about the Chihuahua or whatever. Um, but yeah, surprisingly, like that thing. ad campaign brought in no extra revenue for them. Regardless of how classic we think of it today. Oh, really? really? Yeah. Apparently, it was a huge flop as far as bringing uh, new business or revenue in, surprisingly. Hmm. I guess, I mean, I don't really know that it does much for you to see a dog saying you should go eat there. It's like, oh, I thought you meant the fourth meal one. Oh, no, no, no. The dog oh, one, which yeah. I don't know. Probably paid that dog so well. It's a fa- it was a famous dog, like a famous Gigi? acting dog. Was that the name of the I dog? I think so, yeah. That sounds right. Um, yeah. Uh, that's, that's, uh, that's interesting. Fourth meal trying to desperately go to the inner hobbit in all of us. Yeah. <laughs> Second breakfast, to, fourth meal. Yeah. Elevenses or whatever the fuck they have. Gidget was the name of the dog. Gidget. Gidget. Okay. Very close. Um, 1994 to 2009. Hey, RIP. Skyler's here. Let's talk some more about food. Founded in 1993. What restaurant chain's name translates in English to Joe's small place? Or Joe's Basement. Founded in 1993, what restaurant chain's name translates in English to Joe's Small Place or Joe's Basement? Does it have to have the name Joe in it? What? And what I'm trying to think of a chain that's got like what? Did you say where? It's, what is translated from? What language? No, no. And what's translated? Oh, you know what? <sighs> I will say the name Joe. Does not appear in the name. So I was thinking it could be, as far as like a chain restaurant, I would have to say the most popular style would be like a, maybe a Mexican or Tex-Mex. So I'm thinking mm-hmm. Joe, like Jose, Place, mm-hmm. Casa. <laughs> trying to think of something along those mm-hmm. lines. Is there any? Casa Pequeña. Um, that would be small house. Basement. So... That means it's not house. It's not going to be Casa. Right, right. But I mean, I'm trying to think of something. Mm-hmm. That sounds like, because what other, what other type of food it would, where its name would need to be translated? Mm-hmm. Unless Italian. Buca de Beppo? Yeah. What's that mean? Buca sounds like buck, like your cheeks, like food. <laughs> and then... Yeah, probably not just small basement. Now that I'm saying it out loud, huh? De Beppo, like food of joy. I, that would be my guess. I don't know yeah, if that's yeah. what that um, translates as. Uh, Joe. So it's got to be like a uh, yeah, like a Roman language place. It's not going to be like an Asian food place. Yeah. Um, Joe's Basement. Del Taco. I'm just trying to think, man, Joe. And you said 1993? Yes. So 93, yeah, I would see it like maybe like it's something along the lines of European, like Italian Mm -hmm. or like Greek or something. You know what I mean? I feel like that kind of food was all the rage then. When I think of 90s restaurants. What about Benihana? No, that was ladies. Mm-hmm. I was going to say Miami Subs is like a 90s 
restaurant in my mind. Probably before then. It probably came out in like You should be able to go through uh, Miami Subs drive through and get a bottle of Cristal. Really? Yeah, for like like X amount of money, hundreds of dollars. <sighs> Miami, Wild. baby. Pitbull's trying to bring that bring that chain back. He's invested a bunch of money into them. Interesting. I love me some. I hope it holds subs. up. If they bring it back, I I've love got Miami fond subs. memories. Me too. Of Miami subs. I hope it. I hope it holds up. Man, I have no idea. This is a good question. Yeah, fond memories. Nineteen ninety three. You said right. It's correct. Joe's basement. What other What other restaurants came out around that time? I'm thinking like, that's when restaurants like Chili's were really taking off. Applebee's. <laughs> um applebee's is uh a meme restaurant now did you guys know that gen z is like huge into applebee's and their business just just to be ironic yeah like okay well they claim it's it's not ironic it's cheap though too so that's Mm -hmm. good we should go to applebee's uh, I don't know about that one. <laughs> <laughs> Do a live record. I'm down to go to the rum distillery, though. We're live at yeah. Applebee's. No nonsense trivia podcast. Skylar, We're I trying to, to connect with our Gen Z listeners. I want you to know something. Yeah. I'd go anywhere with you. Thanks, man. Any restaurant you want to go, I'd go there. I hate Applebee's and, and so Chili's, but I'd go there with you. I would say I hate Chili's, but it's been 10 years since I've been there. <laughs> well, then you don't love them. On the border, Golden Corral. These are all English names. Chevy's Fresh Mix. Mm-hmm. Oh, they're good. Um, anything Burger like- Fi. <laughs> Mellow Mushroom. I don't think any of these are 90s. No, and they're they're all in English, too. <laughs> so, <laughs> yeah, that too. None of, them, none of them are. I'm just trying to, you know, suss my mind to right. the place, you know? I'm digging around the, the Mind Palace folder here. Joe's Basement. I wonder if it's maybe a place we've never even heard of. Buca de Beppo. Ruby Tuesdays. These are all probably predate the 90s, too. Mm-hmm. 1993. TCBY. wonder if it's like an acronym name. <gasps> like JB? JB's Brewhouse? I don't know. That's not translated. Mm, yeah. Joe's basement that I was thinking. Mm. So isn't JB Brewhouse is not a restaurant? I don't know. I think there's one in Gulf Coast. Okay. They've know. got all sorts of brew houses and ale houses and whatnot. Yeah. Well they're like um they brew their own beer and stuff. Oh okay. yeah, yeah. But it's like a ch- I know it's a big chain. I'm stumped, man. Yeah, me too. Buca de Beppo? Yeah. Buca de Beppo. It's uh, BJ's Restaurant and Brew House. Oh, okay. Mm. Bugo de Beppo is correct. I don't oh, know how the hell you guys did it. Nice. But it is correct, yes. <laughs> Buca de Beppo, yes. I don't know how the fuck you guys pulled that out. That's awesome. It's. I mean, it was really the only one we could think of that was translated, honestly. Yeah. I mean, well, you said Italian, and yeah. that's that's how it happened. It was. I heard that place was good. I've never been, though. I always heard it is. Good. I think I've won once. There's or one twice. in Naples, right, or whatever. Huge amounts of food. Yeah, it's all family style, yep. which I like. Yeah, they would shortly had one in the mall, mm-hmm. uh, and we used to always order there when I worked. There. And we'd eat it for like two or three. Like me and one other person would use a coupon and and get it for fifteen twenty bucks and eat it over like two or three days. That's awesome. Just giant plate of like ZD. Wow! I cannot believe you guys did that. Wow. Holy shit! 
<laughs> Fantastic right. job. This one is it my turn. Thank you. Yes. This one should be, I think, pretty easy. But uh, all right. In 1588, King James I introduced a tax on playing cards requiring an insignia of the printer to be printed on what playing card? Hmm. Let me read it again. Yeah. Uh, In 1588, King James I introduced a tax on playing cards requiring an insignia of the printer to be printed on what playing card? Probably the Ace of Spades. It's one of fifty-two, right? Mm-hmm. So well, I was gonna. So is is it the suit and the number? It's on one card. One yes. card. I'm thinking the Ace of Spades, or I was also thinking it could be a Joker card. But well, Joker would be outside of the fifty-two. It would be. <clears throat> but I don't think that was in the original question. Well, so. Joker. So we know from the past mm-hmm. that Jokers were added specifically for things like euchre. Right. Remember, I asked mm-hmm. a question about that. So yep. those did not come until yeah. later on. Did you know in playing cards that depending on who was in power, a king or a queen was would decide on what card was more v- valuable in the no. deck? No, interesting. Yeah. That's very interesting. <laughs> that was almost my question. <laughs> but anyway, yeah. So I mean, it's got to be Ace of Spades, right? I feel like the Ace of Spades on every deck has something a little bit different with it. Yeah, they want to make that Ace not seem so lonely. Give it that high card appeal. You know, so it yeah. could be used as a as a high card. I he mean, it said, could be something else. He also but said he thinks it's going to be easy in Ace of Spades, as we both know from Motorhead. You know, mm-hmm. if you easy like rider, motorcycles, Motorhead. Yeah, man, I gotcha. You win some. Let's you go lose with some. It. It's all the same to me. Ace of Spades. That's correct. Hey. All right. Yeah, I mean, that's why usually if you look, uh, and it was also like it was tr- w- one of the only true unique cards because every printer had to have their own design. That was how they paid their tax. So it was always very extravagant. Wow. Um, and so there's a lot of like, if you look up online, some super rare over the top, like ace of spades, like the real fancy decks, you know, mm-hmm. it meant you had a nicer deck means you had a nicer ace of spades. Uh, you, you know, you generally paid more for it. So they went real lavish and stuff at certain times. Pre- pretty cool to look into. Yeah. That, that does sound cool. Yeah. Uh, especially as a designer, I'd be interested in going and, yeah, and checking yeah. those out. Now, we were talking before we started recording here, Skylar, about uh, some danger ramen that I ate uh, the other day. I danger ate some ramen. very, very spicy ramen, and it came with a flame sauce packet, which I opened up and was pretty much just an oil. Well, not really a sauce. So uh, I, I felt wise in only using a little bit of it, but it was still very, very. You instantly very thought spicy. of that oil coming out of your asshole, didn't you? Of course, <laughs> and you're like that's, that is not that is going to yeah. be good, <laughs> man. When you're coming for heat, you know that's yeah. that's what you. I'm look already for. worried about those jalapenos <laughs> <laughs> from the banh mi. Uh-huh. Oh, I thought that this was. I mean, the ramen was like overkill, but the banh mi was perfectly spiced in my mind. I could still taste all the flavors. Oh yeah, but, yeah, yeah. You know, there was a. Uh, there was a residual. On. Daddy's drinking some water. This is a question about ramen for you. Show you ramen is named for which ingredient that gives the dish its distinguishing flavor. Show you ramen. It's weird. I want to say salt, and I know I don't think that's the answer, but I thought show you meant it was the flavor base was just salt. I, I mean, it I, might be soy too, though. I mean, you can look at me all you want, but I don't know what the fuck is happening. Because there's, yeah, because there's usually like miso. Because you mm-hmm. generally, a ramen place has just the broth, which is not really flavored. It's like, you know, unless it's like 
certain certain ramens, but generally speaking, and you have a flavor, different flavoring agents and oils that you add, and it all kind of comes from one one base a lot of the times. But shoyu, I feel like, is salt or soy. Damn it! Which what one about do I go fish with? Fish sauce? No, no. Well, I mean, um, <clears throat> a distinctive flavor. Yeah, I think is more likely to be soy than salt. Yeah, because soy has a more distinct flavor than salt. Right. Um, so if I had to choose one, yeah, let's just go with I would soy. Say soy. Otherwise, we can. We're gonna say soy sauce. That's correct. Nice. Hey. All right. Cool. Whew. I thought you guys were gonna go with soy, and I was like, I need to look up what soy sauce is actually made out of and clarify the answer. But yeah, soy sauce is the answer that I uh, I was asking for. Um, huh. That was a uh, rather difficult question. Only 22% of teams getting that correct. And yes, it is made from a fermented paste of soybeans, roasted grain, brine, and aspergillus uh-huh. or rize. Okay. So soy on its own would not be an acceptable answer, I don't think. Yeah, it's, yeah, so, yeah exactly. Soy it's sauce. like calling. Uh, it's like someone saying grapes instead of wine. Right. You know what I mean? <laughs> it's in the process. Yeah, but. I said grapes. <laughs> What's wine made out of? Oh, man, that is, uh, yeah, typical trivia player <laughs> behavior right there. Uh, let me ask you this question. Gymnophobia is the fear of what state of being? Interestingly worded question. Gymnophobia, G Y M N O P H O B I A. Gymnophobia is the fear of what state of being? Mm. State of being. Yeah. Could be like drunk or high. When I think of gyms, you know, isn't gym like a prefix that means like. Gymnasium? Yeah, like getting in the air and stuff like that. Like flipping and jumping. And I think gymnastics, is that what you're thinking of? Like stuff like yeah. that. State of being. Falling? Mm, is that a state of being? <laughs> being dropped? Yeah. like um, Or like adrenaline? Gymnophobia. State, state of, of being. being. <laughs> That's the thing that I was yeah. like, state of being. Enlightened. <laughs> the fear of enlightenment. Active. Seems like sweaty. Hmm. I feel like it would be named something else. Like perspophobia or something like that you know <laughs> some of the phobias i don't get like come their names, perspiration but, you know yeah. um gymno aerophobia maybe that would be in the air gymno maybe it is falling is falling a state of being though i mean it's like I mean, you're in that, as you're falling, that's a state of being, I guess. I don't know. (laughs) In what conundrum? (laughs) Right? In what type of pickle would you find yourself in? Gymnophobia. Mm -hmm. There's a fear of what state of being? 
I don't know why. I think it's I think it's being high. Like high in the air? <laughs> Do I need should I even ask you to specify this in case No, I well you mean like, like high a, Yeah, like inebriated. Oh, like, okay. I'm not sure though. I don't know. I'm just thinking this like gym, like climbing up the gym, you know, getting into like a lofty space. That's fine. We can go with that. We don't. We don't have to. I mean, that's, <laughs> I don't know. Never heard. I don't really. I don't really. So reserved. So I don't. I, I, would say, I, I say falling. That's what I want to go with. But I'll go with. We can go with falling. I. I, I really have no idea. Hopefully, we're both wrong. Yeah. we're gonna go with falling. falling. You're both wrong. All right. The correct answer <laughs> is nudity. Ah, okay. Oh, nudity. Okay. It's a never nude. Gotcha. Okay. Gymnophobia is being a never nude. You're All in right. the. You're in the cut-off jeans in the shower. <laughs> gotcha. You're pulling the old Tobias Funke. Right. A fear of nudity. Huh. I did not know that it had a name. Thank you for uh, for teaching that to me. You're very welcome. Yeah, name for everything, right? It's true. <laughs> it sounds like a terrible fate. <laughs> this old trivia thing is stupid. <laughs> yes, yes, it's That's true. the name of the game. It's trivia. You know? it's, it's <laughs> useless yeah, I'm just... <laughs> <laughs> fucking me for everything these days. <laughs> uh, uh, man, Skyler. Uh, all right. This Bay Area city was originally to be named after Bank of California founder and businessman William Ralston, but due to his modesty, he declined, and the city was named what? One more time. <laughs> it's a long question. This Bay Area city was originally to be named after Bank of California founder and businessman William Ralston, but due to his modesty, he declined, and the city was named what? A lot of Bay hints there. Bay Area city. Oakland. The land of the oaks. Are there oaks around Oakland? I don't know. But that would be my guess. It's a Bay Area city. It's probably the closest city next to San Francisco Bay, which I think is what the bay that is in question here. Is Oakland by bay, by San Francisco? Yes. It's like the next closest big city. What if the answer was just San Francisco? Well, I didn't consider that. <laughs> <laughs> I suppose it's possible. I mean, if he was being modest, having it named after a saint would be... Who am I in comparison to St. Francisco? Exactly. Describing San Francisco as a Bay Area city, though, I feel like Bay Area city is a shortened version of saying San Francisco Bay Area city. So would it be would it be the answer that it's referencing? It's almost like my final proofing thing, you know? I put final on the question, and it's like... Almost doesn't make sense. Well, I mean, San Francisco has San Francisco Bay in it, but the city is not all a bay. It's kind of like glitter. (laughs) You know, it's kind of like glitter. The thing has a tendency to glitter. (laughs) You guys should make some not no nonsense trivia branded glitter. We should. I'll oh. let you run that one, Mark. <laughs> yeah. I'll find one That's of those your machines. Idea. 
Remember how hard those glitter machines are to find. So you want to go to San Francisco? <laughs> I mean... When I think of Bay Area City, Oakland is what comes to mind. Okay. We'll go with Oakland. So that way when you're editing this episode, you don't have to undergo the pain of finding out that you were wrong. Another notch. Thank you. Okay. Belt. We're going to say Oakland. Sorry. You're both wrong. Oh! It's Modesto, California. Oh. Never been Modesty. Are you kidding me? Oh, my gosh. Son of a bitch. It was under our nose <laughs> the whole fucking time. Modesto. Due to his modesty. Modesto. Also, you got Berkeley, Oakland, San Jose. Those are all around the Bay. Yeah, but modesty. Just saying. Due to just his saying. Modesty. I'm surprised you guys couldn't think of anything sure. besides Oakland. Uh, to be honest with you, I can't remember. I don't know much about California. I've only been to L.A. and I've been there two times, three times. Um, so, you know, it is what it is. Uh, wow. Modesto. Modesty. That was good. That, what a built-in hint, huh? Mm-hmm. <laughs> yep. I there think after go. that one, I need to take a fucking break. Let's do it. Let's take a break. <sighs> We're going to come back with a rate to my question and our final round of questions. I can't wait. Right, we're back, and it's time for a rate my question. Rate my question. This one comes to us from Patty P. Patty writes, "Hey, Mark and P, and potential guests. I guess that's my na- name now. My nickname, of course, Peely. Peely. Patty here. I finally stopped procrastinating and submitted a question. I've been mulling around. Quote." Which Canadian pop star originally wrote and sang the song Breakaway for her debut album before ultimately giving it to Kelly Clarkson? Which Canadian pop star originally wrote and sang the song Breakaway for her debut album before ultimately giving it to Kelly Clarkson? Well, the first person, does this person spell the name P-A-D-D-Y or P-A-T-T-Y? T-T. T-T. P-A-T-T-Y. First person that comes to mind for me... Is Avril Lavigne, mm-hmm. Canadian songstress, yep. mm-hmm. rock punk rock musician, and around lover the same, of a skater boys, and around the same time as Kelly Clarkson. So it's not going to be mm-hmm. Celine Dion or Shania Twain. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. Um, uh-huh. And I can see, I can see a song written can go for either either way. Yeah, well, there are some other Canadian you know singer song or, or pop stars. That we could think of like Feist, oh, yeah. but I'm 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 feeling you guys on the Avril thing. I I I think that might be it. Any other guesses before we? Unless uh, it's a male, and we're just it does say her. Yeah, oh, it does. Okay. Question, yeah. January, February, March, and Avril. May and June and July and August. Should we go with Avril? I think so. Okay. Come on, Avril. Avril. Breakaway is a song recorded by American singer Kelly Clarkson, according to Wikipedia here. The song written by Matthew Gerard, Bridget Beninate, mm-hmm. and Avril Levine. Damn. Originally intended for Levine's debut studio album, Let Go, in 2002. After being deemed unsuitable for the album, it was passed to Clarkson to be recorded as a soundtrack for the film 
The Princess Diaries 2, Electric Royal Boogaloo. Engagement. Oh. <laughs> I was about to say that. All right. Well. Hey, you guys, uh, you guys remember Fru Fru? Yeah. With their hit song, Let Go, that was featured on the soundtrack for... Uh, Frozen? Nope. <laughs> <laughs> Wrong Let It Go. No, for uh, was the, the the guy from Scrubs that I hate. Garden State. Thank you, Kyle. Zach Braff. Let go. Let go. Oh, yeah. Jump in. What are you waiting for? There's beauty in the breakdown. Oh, every sad kid in the world loving that song. Um, Do you want to score this first? I'll read it for you again here. Which Canadian pop star originally wrote and sang the song Breakaway for her debut album before ultimately giving it to Kelly Clarkson? I think it's a solid question. I can't remember if I did a rating of five or ten kettle cooked potato chips. Let's I think five. With, uh, let's go with five. I would give. Was it a numeric, or were you using a brand for quality? No, I, oh, no. Okay. Um, it's number. Just number. Yeah. Right. Um, How many potatoes would you give this? That's for the chip. Sorry. Jesus. <laughs> <laughs> <That's> um, <shit. laughs> Let's do, um, let's do, I'll do four out of five kettle cooked potato chips. Wow. All right. Yeah. Not bad. I think it's a, I think it's a good question. Yeah. Yeah. I think it was, I think it was easier for us because we are music people. Um, I don't know if the average person knows that Avril Lavigne is Canadian, which gives it a little uh, flavor, gives That's a little true. taste. Um, I'll give it a solid, I'll give it an, uh, I'll give it an A. I won't quite give it an A+. plus. It doesn't really have that panache to give it the plus, but it is a very, very good question. Yeah, I'm, I'm with you there. I think I'm going to withhold the X factor from this rating uh, because our sus was not very deep and involved. We kind of knew it. Maybe if we had no idea, we might you know, be saying, is this person Canadian? Is that person Canadian? But I, I will say this is a popular category. It is interesting. It's got a built-in hint um, in that it was – does it have a built-in hint? Which Canadian, Canadian pop star originally wrote and sang the song Breakaway for her debut album, her debut album. So you get the gender there. Um, yeah, I'll give this a modest capital B. It's – I mean, you don't need a much bigger hint. I, I've talked about this before. You don't need, like, the biggest B in the world. Yeah, you don't need, like, yeah. modesty. Mm-hmm. Like Modesto. <laughs> and it's short and sweet. I don't think I would rewrite this at all. So I'm giving this full pips. I also think that's interesting. I, you know, I know we've kind of talked about this before, but uh, the term, the terminology of pop star. I mean, mm-hmm. I guess you can't say Avril Lavigne isn't a pop star, but I think it's funny that she was trying to give off a very punk aesthetic and a punk, you know, about skater boys and this and the other thing. But it's like at the end of the day, it's like, well, you're just... You're kind of still just a pop star. Yeah, man. It was it was hard coming to terms with the fact that like Linkin Park was kind of a boy band in a way. Yeah. You know, it's like they were new metal, but there was the way that the album was produced and I don't know. It's the way it, they it, looked and Yeah, they they fit right next to like InSync and Backstreet Boys, like they had an edge. I still you know? think they weren't they weren't a constructed band like those other I don't say bands, I think but. and I think that thing they did with Jay Z was underrated. Mm, oh yeah. yeah, yeah they completely yeah. restructured and reworked all their music to the mashup with that him. Called? I don't remember. It was really good though. Oh, it was cool to watch. 
I wouldn't like sit down and listen to it, but it was cool watching all the videos of how they pieced every the the two albums together, matched Great. them up. But Collision Course, that was what it was called. I've never yeah, guessed Collision that. Course is a collaborative album from American rapper Jay Z huh. and rock band Lincoln Park, released in two thousand four by Rockefeller. All right, so there you go. If you'd like to write us with a rate my question, rate us with a rate my question, or a missed correction or a no note. You can do so by writing to us at nononsensetrivia@gmail.com or call us at one nine two nine three five six six nine six six. That album, by the way, inspired by DJ Danger Mouse doing the Gray album. Mm-hmm. Ah, of course. And so, so JC was like, "Let's just. How can I do this and just make money off of it? Someone else is already doing it. People obviously like this mashup thing, right?" And it was yeah. the mashup. The Gray album was uh, his black album with the Beatles' white right. album. Hence the name. In case you don't know, Skyler, how about you kick off our okay. third and final round here? I Please. hope this. I hope this is a hard one. Okay, That's but I said. don't think it will be. But let's That's see. What, That's also what she said. <laughs> I got it. I hope this is a hard one, but I don't. I don't know. Got my doubts. The Tommy Westfall universe is a theory that suggests a large number of TV shows, including Frasier, The Saint Office. Elsewhere. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> We've talked about this a few times. Yeah. Do you have I'm another so one? Sorry. Do you have another question? Um, I could probably do something. Okay. Else. <laughs> I'm sorry. I wasn't sure. I, I wasn't sure if that was like something you guys knew. Well, I, we've I, gone back. to I it feel a like everybody times, knows that theory, but not a lot of people know the show because I feel like the show wasn't really that I don't, memorable. I think a lot of trivia people know that okay. question. I think if you were to go into Nice Guys, if I was to go into Nice Guys Wednesday and ask that question. I think I probably have two teams that know it. I don't think many people know it, but I think inside of like the listenership that we usually have and et cetera, I think that a lot of people do. I have a very s- stupid, easy one. If you want, you can ask that, or if you want to take a second, that's cool too. We can we can take a second if you want to dig through your notes. Ask, you your, have- ask your stupid, easy one, because maybe uh, maybe it won't be as easy as you think. That's true. All right. What is the name of the city that the Jetsons live in? I could have rewritten that to make it more, you know, no, no, fluff no, it up, but flash. that's it. That's it. Um, see? Uh, it's not Cloud City. That's from Star Wars. Sprocket mm. City? No. He doesn't know. Spacey Sprocket is the name of the guy. He's yeah. his boss. Um... The Flintstones had Bedrock. Uh huh. The Jetsons had Skyrock. <laughs> Skyrim. <laughs> um, Sky City. Jetsons. There is a theory that the Flintstones and the Jetsons went on at the same time, but it was like a uh, supposed to be like class kind of. Oh really? Sort it's of, like an Elysium type thing. Yeah. Well, yeah. I was wow. gonna, I was gonna liken it to Metropolis. Because oh, okay. I say, how else? Why else would like people. the Flintstones, like the cavemen, why would they have records and know that they need to make a record player? Why would they have a banking system? It's oh, like these things that they knew about, but they've fallen into. I like bedrock. that. I like that theory. Um, Astro City. No, that's a comic. That's book. That's a comic book. What's the name of the dog? Astro in the show? 
Yes. Yeah, I almost said Dino. <laughs> <laughs> See? Yep. Hmm. Hmm. The easy question. <laughs> Meet George Judson. Daughter Judy. His boy Elroy. Jane, his wife. Gun, 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 gun. I don't know why they played chopsticks there. It's the weirdest fucking thing. <laughs> we need a filler melody. Yeah. <laughs> Something in chopsticks. the public domain. <laughs> <laughs> um, fuck, man. Um, they live in Sky City. That's not right, is it? Sky City, I don't think it's right. Um, easy question. It's fucking son of a bitch, right? <laughs> and how crazy? It's not Cloud City, right? They wouldn't. They wouldn't do that, would they? I mean, it could be. I'm not. I'm not gonna say no. Doesn't feel right. It doesn't feel right, but I'm not gonna say no. Um, when you turn your head like that, it lines up with the sticker of your face behind you, and it's like <laughs> I'm seeing double. Doesn't get much better than double that. Vision. Um, Spacey Sprocket, I work at Spacey Sprockets in Clown City. It's nothing future named, right? Is I it remember, Future City? I remember seeing a video of George playing drum set. Was it for Eep Op Orc Aha? I think it is. <laughs> you okay? <laughs> See, I even remember Eep Op Orc Aha. It's a song. It's a song on the Jetsons. How do you know this and not the name <laughs> yeah. of the city? Well, I, don't, I, I can't even tell you what you just said. Eep Orc Orc Aha? Eep Op. Orc, aha, eep, ah, oh, okay. orc, aha. You got the percussion eep, brain going. Ah, orc, aha, that means I love you. And it's like, it's kind of like a, like a country-ish, like, you know, Elvis Presley kind of early, like, rockabilly kind of song. Sounds like a song by the Cramps. Yeah, okay. You know, there's like that, uh, what is that song? Yeah, with less what's said- interior. <laughs> ooh, e, ah, 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 ooh. Yeah. Maybe that's what it's based <laughs> that, off of. They that might sounds have, very yeah. much like mm-hmm. it. Mm-hmm. I like the Cramps. <clears throat> they are good. They're fun. Lachlan got into them after watching that Wednesday show. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. yeah. So we started listening Bring to them the on Cramps going, to the people. Yeah, started going listening to them a lot in the morning going to school. Um. Eep where do the Jetsons Ahaville? <laughs> where do the Jetsons live? I know they like listening to Epop or Aha, and I know that George plays drums on. The version of it they do live on some TV show because I watched a clip of it. It's not Sprocket City. It. it could be. You want to go to Scro- Sprocket City? I feel like it's more general than that. It's like Futureville or something like that. I was thinking some of the future in it, but I don't think that's right. Adam City. No. Cloud City. Located on the planet Bespin. Could be Cloud City. I don't think so. Cloud City from Star Wars? Yeah. That's where Luke is, uh, well, Han is betrayed by Lando and 
shit goes south and Empire Strikes Lando Back. Calrissian. Mm-hmm. It's not Cloud Atlas. Mm-mm. It's Wachowski's movie. Yeah. Slash book by somebody. What's that stupid thing that <laughs> Tom Hanks says in it? Give thanks. <laughs> <laughs> give give, give me. <laughs> give thanks. Give thanks. I, that's all what that's what started it in that here, is isn't what, it? that's what started it the ray yeah <laughs> we'd go to the movies and everybody would come on and they'd say give thanks give thanks give thanks <laughs> <laughs> uh this is driving me nuts man um come on the city where the jetsons live meteor mm, meteor city meteor city i like that better we're going to say Meteor City. <laughs> Sorry, that is incorrect. <laughs> it's Orbit City. Orbit City. Okay. Deep cut there. I feel like you're right. That's probably like an easier one, but we just, you know, it's like the reverse Avril thing. Like, <laughs> yeah. it's just outside of our expertise a little yeah, bit. So many, so many other demographics are like, oh, that's easy. That's like knowing Bedrock, you know what I mean? Yeah. To, to them, like. Exactly. Shows what class we came from. Right. <laughs> we, we were watching the Flintstones. Yeah, we were, we're bedrockians. I'm surprised they didn't make like a live action uh, Jetsons like they did with the Flintstones movie. That was yeah, good. that would be the natural progression. Yeah, because the Flintstones movie was good. And they made a second one of that. So oh, yeah. They, they, bam, yeah. Bam. Maybe they thought a second franchise wouldn't do well. or They did have that Jetsons cartoon movie in the 90s, too. Do you remember that? I do, yeah. All right, here's my last question for me, and it's going to be a food question, because Great. why the fuck not, you know? January King, Tuscan, and Savoy are varieties of which vegetable of the genus Brassica? Brassica. January King, Tuscan, and Savoy are varieties of which vegetable of the genus Brassica. I think brassica is like broccoli, Brussels sprouts, cabbage. I think mm-hmm. that's what that is. Yeah. That's where my mind went to. But none of those ring a bell. Savoy? So, so, so January King. Savoy. Savoy. That one's the only one that sounds relatively. S A V O Y. January King. I like Brussels sprouts as an answer and as a food. I've never. Oh, really? I love Brussels sprouts. I've never heard of different types of Brussels sprouts, though. No, not. I mean, I'm sure there. Of course, there are, but not like, like cauliflower, broccoli. I know there's a lot of different types of broccoli, and cauliflower, Mm -hmm. broccoli. Rob, the only broccoli that has a first name as well. Oh man, broccoli Robert. I mean, it could just be cabbage. It could be. There are so many different types yeah. of cabbages. You can go with cabbage. What other cabbages are there? It's like bok choy type of cabbage. But those all have like Shanghai and like different Asian style names mm-hmm. on Tuscan. Leeks. You're getting more into onion territory. Yeah, that's though, an right? onion, yeah. Yeah, I, I when he was mentioning them and he said brassica, it was like broccoli, Brussels sprouts, and then... We started talking about it, so. Yeah. So you want to do what? Brussels sounds like, you know, it's, it seems like it's named after the city of Brussels, not right. about, not after Brassica, right. you know? So I think that's just my brain conflating those two together. 
is broccoli too easy of an answer? I don't know. I can see there definitely be. I would say broccoli and cabbage are the two that. Uh, What's we, the genus of cabbage? I don't know. Hmm. I thought, I'm, pre- I'm pretty sure cabbage and broccoli come from the same plant, essentially. Yeah, you think they both have the brassica? Yeah. So it's really just those other ones that are the qualifiers that make the distinction. Right. Tuscan, Savoy, January King. Yeah, I think that's just the style of cabbage or the style mm-hmm. of broccoli, yeah. Let's go with cabbage. Let's do cabbage. You guys are fucking right. Yeah. yeah. All right. You guys, I'll tell you, man, you guys have like wiped the fucking floor with my place in trivia. Yeah. <laughs> Jesus <laughs> Christ. Nice guys on Wednesday. Well, I would if I could. My last question of this round and this quiz is types of liquor. Types of liquor. Here's your hard We were talking drinks. about licking her earlier, weren't we? Yeah. Were we? <laughs> we were, yeah, we were. Oh, yeah. yeah. We were. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> O.P. Uh-huh. Anderson. O.P. Anderson is a brand of which kind of festive Scandinavian distilled spirit, which often carries flavors of caraway or dill, and is popularly paired with beer, and whose name is derived from the Latin term for water of life. Scandinavian. O.P. Anderson is a brand of which kind of festive Scandinavian distilled spirit, which often carries flavors of caraway or dill, is popularly paired with beer, and whose name is derived from the Latin term for water of life. So I instantly want to think of those little herbal shots that you can buy at like beer bars. They drink them a lot in like Wisconsin, and it's kind of like. I've only had a handful of times, always very drunk when I would drink them. Kind of tastes like a Jaeger. So when he says caraway, I think it's got to be something spice like that. Mm-hmm. But I don't remember what those are called Great. for the life well, of me. Yeah. Fantastic. Thanks for that lead up. <laughs> well, I thought maybe you've seen them before. No, You'd go into like a gas station. They'll be on the counter. It's like and they come in these little green bottles. That's what I'm thinking it is, but I can't think of what it's called. Scandinavian. And it's distilled, so it's not like meat or something. Name means... It's derived from the Latin term for water of life. Fuck if I know, man. I'm not much of a drinker. Unless unless it's a Mark Davis. Even those. I mean, I, I get free drinks at Nice Guys. I rarely, if ever, drink on a Wednesday. And... Maybe if I go in there for dinner on a weekend, I'll get something. But I, uh, as a matter of fact, while Tim and Joey were staying here for the week, Joey was looking through my liquor cabinet and she was like, what's this bottle of whiskey you have that like seems all fancy? And I was like, I don't know. Someone gave it to me as like a gift and it's in there. She's like, this is like good sipping stuff. Can I have some? I was like, go ahead. Go crazy. (laughs) I just don't. I get stuff, and I don't really ever drink at home, and I don't really ever go out to drink. So I'm a bad person. Yeah, to ask sounds for like this. Um, <laughs> you agreed too early. Yeah, I did. I was like, Sorry, oh, shit. Uh, you're a bad person. Yeah, you are. <laughs> to ask about this question. Showed your ass. Motherfucker said, "Welcome back." <laughs> um. I, how would you say, how do you say life in Latin? Can we break it down that way? 
I mean, I mean, I, I think that even if you, man, I'm not, I'm not going to recall the name. I don't think I've even heard someone say it out loud. I've just seen the bottles. Aqua, like I think of like an aqueduct is water, yeah. water of life. Uh, is it Aquafina? <laughs> How weird would that be? <laughs> I mean, I had to take pause because I was like, well, I think that probably means fine water. I'm not sure, but water of life. So when you say life, vida, I know that's Spanish. Aqua vida. Vida aqua. Vida aqua. Vita, V-I-T-A. It's Vita water. Vita. It could have the word Vita in it. I mean, Vita is life, right? I mean, you think of like vital signs, Vita. Yeah. Uh, I, I mean, Aqua Vita is the only thing I can. Yeah, I, sure. That just works. making up a name. Yeah. yeah, that sounds good. Does it sound like anything you know of? I think v- Vita is. V- Vita. What's Aqua Fresca? Aqua Fresca? It's usually just like, it's like a Mexican drink. Okay. I knew it was something, but that's fresh water, right? Yeah. It's just, yeah. I guess we'll say Aqua Vita. You guys are so close. Vita. Vita's in there, right? It's Aqua V. Is that, am I right? Like number three used to have those on the bar and stuff. I'm not sure if, uh, it, it is, it is it? the type of liquor. OP Anderson is a brand. Yeah. You'd have to pull up a picture, but, uh, yeah, it's usually served with beer. I thought maybe that might be a connection for you. Skylar's maybe you've, come across this in your bartending days op anderson Mm -hmm. yeah you can see it's it's an alcohol that's distilled from grain or potatoes and as i mentioned it's uh it's uh flavored with uh dill or caraway so interesting taste um less than 20 percent of my teams got this right but there were a few teams that that knew it so now I want to know what the other thing you guys were so close though you should give yourself some credit for this is what i'm thinking the, the hint together i'm thinking of this stuff Oh, okay. A little plastic bottle. Oh, you'll see okay. it like on the. You go to a lot of beer bars or mm-hmm. like Wisconsin where they don't sell liquor; they sell beer, and they'll yeah. sell this because it's it's like an herbal little. Right. It's kind of like a fernet or an aperitif or something like that. Yeah, okay. Yeah. Um, just a certain brand. That's what I was thinking in my head was the answer. I just didn't know what it was called. What's that called there? Under Underberg. Underberg. Hmm. Herb pure herbs. Maybe we'll pick some up for the next time you're in for, you the, for the show, Skylar. Thank you so much for uh, joining us and bringing such fantastic questions this yes. episode. I got to tell you, every time you come in here, they've been great, but they just keep getting better. I oh, mean, thanks. you've been doing a great job. Just don't Except for the one where jobs. you shouted the answer out a third of the way through the question. <laughs> well, you know, <laughs> don't mess with the maestro, Skylar. You're still... That was one of those things. I'm like, there's no way this fact is too like cool and like that... They know it. Oh, yeah. We knew it. <laughs> I feel like you can go down that rabbit hole. It's pretty cool. Yeah. 200-something yeah. TV shows, if I yeah, remember correctly. Like that, yeah. It's very, very wild. A TV show per episode of the No Nonsense Review podcast. There you go. Here. This is wrapping up 247, and we want to thank everyone for listening. Please join us every week for a new episode by subscribing to the No Nonsense Trivia podcast on your favorite podcast platform. You can support the no-no in several ways. The easiest by sharing this episode on your social media accounts with your friends. Uh, you could also leave us a written review on your favorite podcast platform. You could support the podcast by buying some merch. There is a link to the uh, website for that in the show notes. 
You can uh, support us by sending us a one-time payment on PayPal to nononsensetrivia@gmail.com, or you can support us on Patreon by visiting our website, thenono.com, clicking the support link at the top, which will take you to our Patreon page, giving you access to bonus content, as well as our full library of episodes and more. Thank you to our Patreon supporters for helping us out with the show, including a very large thanks to our quiz daddies, Rick G., Adam, a.k.a. Dr. A.G.E., Sam Spencer, Blake, a.k.a. Motor Liquor, Brandon Long, Adam Volk at Esma and Redcrest Kitchen, Tim, Pat- Tim at Pat's Garden Service, Tommy, and Gil. It's, it's Gil. Gil! Our team captains, Hayden, Matt, Skyler. Thank me. you, Skyler. It's me. God love you. Kristen, Fletcher, Lydia, OG Aaron, and DHX3. Thanks to our proverbial light keepers, Jesse, JV, Clay, Merritt, JB, Paul, James, Josh, Cameron, Stephen Day, Cy, Caitlin, Mike K, Cole, Frank, Trent, Grant, Rob, Captain Nick Williams, Kate, Rachel, Moo, Tim Gomez, A.K. Mappy 1984, Lucas, Carly, Sarah Coopers, Matthew Spencer, Lisa Ryan, Adam, John Lewis. We want to send special wishes to uh, John Lewis recovering from surgery right now. Indeed. We love you and miss you, buddy. Very much so. Nabil, Ricky F., Justin P., Justin Proverbial Lightkeeper. And Justin M. Justin Moreverbial Night Sleeper. And thanks to our Rumble Snailskins, Christy, Zoe, Brian K., Joey, Aim, Emily, Andrew H., Nora, Joe, Hallgast, Mark with a C., Bill, Seth, Littlest of Lambs, Aunt Kiki, Ian, Andrea, Aleo, Tim, Binsky, Issa, Kara, Megan, Christopher, Brandon, Ed, Dylan, Sarah, Fox and Five, Laurel, Aaron, H-Bomb, Lauren, MJ, Steven, Kenya, Dallas, and all my favorite things from the screen, Allison, Paige, Kevin, Sarah, Alex, and Mike J. Yes, and we have one more Rumpelsnailskin to add to that list. Ooh. It is our new friend from Scotland, Kinkalot. Oh, he kink a lot. Thank you so much. <laughs> he could uh, have came a lot, but he is kink a lot instead. Well, you know what? Everybody's got their thing, and sometimes people have to kink a lot to come a lot. Thank you, Kinky. And if you'd like to write us with a rate my question, or rate us with a write my question, or a miscorrection, no nonsense trivia at gmail.com is the email address, or you can call us at 1929 356 6966. And please follow us on Facebook, Instagram, and YouTube at No Nonsense Trivia and on Twitter at No Non Trivia. And if you want to hang out with us for the rest of the week, mm-hmm. you just can't get enough from these episodes. Uh-huh. We have a Discord channel you can join. <laughs> Just check the... Fa- uh, <laughs> wow. Yeah. First Just- time? <laughs> Never read before. <laughs> Just check the show notes for that. We also have a Facebook group. The link for that is also in the show notes. Or you can just go on Facebook and search for the No Nonsense Trivia Podcast to join us there. Remember, that's K-N-O-W, no. And finally, don't forget to leave us a rating on your favorite podcast service. Five stars only, please. please. Until next time, no nonsense listeners. Have a great week.